Welcome to A Various Media. I'm Clyde, and this is episode 10, our first double-digit episode, and I could not be happier. And today we're going to talk about fear. But first, a couple of maintenance items. One, I apologize for the fan noise. I'm trying to figure out a way to mitigate that. That's actually coming from my computer, and it's got some very large fans on it, and I am trying to fix that. Two, I was getting a little bit of echo, or like just a, I don't know how to describe it, but not a warm, fuzzy sound when I was recording, so I'm trying to work on that. I am going to get a new microphone here soon that's going to allow me to do actual stereo, so right instead of having to do my copy and paste thing that I've been doing. And finally, I apologize for the chair. Um, as you can hear, it makes noise and I move around a little bit, so I'm going to try to not move around too much. And let's see, what else? The clicking of the mouse, I'll try to avoid that as much as possible, but I think, other than me making that random noise, I think everything's going to be okay. So, let's get into it. So fear, and that's this is the dictionary term of fear, is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. Okay, so the reason I chose this topic today was because when you actually sit down and break everything down to its nuts and bolts, what motivates you in life? Okay, I think that uh, pretty much every decision... Well, at least a lot of them, maybe not all of them, but I would say that a majority of decisions made are made out of fear. Okay, so, for example, I'm going to go to the store and get a gallon of milk because I noticed that the gallon of milk in the refrigerator was getting low, and I was afraid that I would run out of milk for my kids, so I needed to go get more. Okay, so there you go. Um... I want to get a better job because I fear that if I don't and I lose my job, then we'll end up homeless. You know, that's another good one. Um, I want to do well in school, but if I don't study, then I'm afraid that I'll fail, you know, and waste money. Um, I could probably go on and on for with examples, but... I think what it comes down to is the level of fear that you have, okay? I think that a certain amount of fear is probably, I, I hesitate to say healthy, but I imagine since it's so ingrained in our society, in our culture, that fear is, a certain level of fear is probably a good thing. It keeps you from doing dumb things, okay? Like uh, jumping off of bridges, um, I don't know doing things that, you know, are beyond your capabilities. I think that fear is really a test of your limits. So, and I know that that doesn't really conform to what I just said, but I think there's different types of fear. There's different levels of fear. I mean, in a nutshell, fear is a way to preserve yourself. Okay, so the cough button works. Um, anyway, fear is a way to keep you living. 
So it's like the reason why you don't do certain things because you fear that if you do this, then X will happen or Y will happen. So if you do X, Y would happen. So if you don't really think about it, when you're on the highway and you're driving 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, you're not really thinking about the fear part where, you know, a sudden move or whatever could, you know, cause something. And depending on your age, I think that the younger you are, the less likely uh, to have the fear of doing something is present. So, like, when you're 16 and you're hot-dogging around in your car, you're really not thinking about it until you have your first close call. Like, you're doing something, someone's expecting everybody to be doing the speed limit, they pull out into traffic, and you almost waylay them because you're doing, like, 15 to 20 miles an hour faster than the speed limit. You have to lock up your brakes, you almost end up in a ditch, and you get your adrenaline going. So that's your first like marker into fear with driving in that particular circumstance. So you may find yourself doing the speed limit for a couple of days or maybe a week, maybe more. Maybe it lasts with you forever and you just do the speed limit. Maybe you do the five miles over. But fear is a good teacher. So... What else? I mean, the whole point in this whole thing with fear is that without fear, what can you accomplish? So, a lot of, like, the utopian-type books and stories, movies, they talk about medicating their culture, their society, to the point where they really don't have fear. They're just drones. They basically go and they do their thing every day and they don't have to worry about it. And then when something happens... It's, it causes a major disruption in their society because they don't understand how to deal with it. You know, they don't have that fear. Well, fear is a great way to also be, uh, what, not ingenious, but to uh, innovate, okay? So fear is part of what allows people to innovate and to create new things. It's a fear of not being able to do something or a fear of not being able to do something better or whatever. And I understand that ingenuity usually happens out of necessity. So if you go back and you're doing plowing your field and you know you've got the oxen and you've got the plow and you're you know, doing all this manually and you're breaking your body and you're breaking the, the oxen's body while you're doing it and you're hitting rocks and everything is going crazy and you just, you really have to work hard to get a certain level of work done. Well, then you introduce, you know, tractors, for example, with the plow and you could do 10 times the work in like half the time with a tractor, so, I mean, the going from one extreme to the other, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like, was fear involved in that decision? I think you could probably argue that it was because fear led to thinking that you are going to be time-pressed to get a certain amount of stuff done in order to achieve your goal. If you can't achieve your goal, then you fail. And if you fail, maybe you lose your farm, maybe you lose, you know... The ability to support your family. Um, fear is also what prevents people from moving forward. So, for example, maybe you have the best business idea in the world. And you're like, dude, this is this is going to make millions. But 
you have to risk that first amount of capital. You have to push that capital somewhere and you have to basically put it all out there and be, you know, that's that's the risk. There's the fear. It's like if I jump in, you know, both feet into the deep end of the pool, you know, I need to know how to swim. So you're talking about, you know, all this money, which is like your support system, your ability to care for your family if something happens, and you're just going to drain it to start up a new opportunity for yourself. Well, fear is good because fear makes you think about things much more thoroughly than if you didn't. So if you didn't have fear, you'd just be like, oh yeah, you'd be like that single person with a ton of money and just constantly going out doing the impulse buys. So every payday, you've got like no money to your name and you're figuring out how to eat ramen for the next three weeks. Well, fear, it can act as a motivator and fear can act as a, like a preventer from letting you do things. So fear of a certain thing, I mean, they've got tons of disorders about fear, you know, fear of heights, fear of spiders, fear of snakes, fear of people. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. People have fears of all kinds of things and it will shut them down to the point where they can't do it. But there's also reasonable fear, reasonable fear of failure, reasonable fear of not succeeding, a reasonable fear of not achieving your goal. Um, why do I bring this up? Um, I bring this up because that's me. I come up with ideas all the time. And ideas cost money to a degree, not always. I mean, if you come up with a new widget that you can make for like $2, you know, you get it patented and you can get somebody to, you know, manufacture it from you, for you, that's great. But you got to look at that initial setup fee, you got to look at getting it manufactured, you got to buy the pieces when they're manufactured. You got to figure out your distribution, you got to figure out all that stuff. So, what started out as a really cheap idea suddenly turned into a pretty big gamble. Do you know it's going to sell? Now, some people will do limited production where, like with 3D printing is a great example. I do that. I do laser cutting. I do, you know, vinyl cutting. I do all kinds of weird things. So, if you can produce a product for yourself, okay, you're taking away some of the fear. Not all of it. And now you're substituting it with, can I do this? So, it's not, it, there's still a little bit of fear there, but not as big. It's not huge. So you're producing these products, and it takes a lot more effort to build them, but you're doing it, which means that your costs are lower. So you go through, and you're like, all right, I don't have enough time. Okay, You've reached a certain point where you're working a job, <clears throat> and you're trying to manufacture this product. You're trying to coordinate the logistics, the shipping, the distribution, the sales handling, the invoicing, all this different stuff you're trying to handle yourself. There's lots of services for that, but you're also going to look at what's the bottom line to this? How much money is it going to cost? <clears throat> so every single time, every step you do, there's always some kind of fear facing you, and you got to figure out how to get over it. So I'm actually working on a graphic for this because I thought it was pretty funny, but the graphic is a 
tr like a jogging track, like one that you would see at like a high school or middle school. You know, you get the four lanes where people do like the cross country or, you know, the different types of running. And you've got the hurdles. Well, those hurdles are your fear. And the guy is sitting on a tractor like a bulldozer. And instead of trying to figure out how to jump over these mammoth, like, hurdles, he just drives through them. That's the difference between some people. Some people are able to get over a hurdle, and maybe they find a way, like, I'll get a ladder to climb the hurdle. Maybe some people do the, like, vaulting thing, or, you know, maybe they're just able to jump the hurdle. But other people just need that extra push. And they just, they're like, you know what? I'm going to take the fear right out of this. And they just go charging right in. So, fear. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I think fear in and of itself is a good thing. I think there are... Um, I wouldn't say unreasonable or unfounded types of fear. But I would say that there's definitely certain types of fear that are less productive than others. A fear that you're not going to get a product to market in time to capitalize on, you know, a huge amount of sales because of a novel idea, well, that's reasonable. A fear that you're a publicly traded company and your stocks are going to tank because something happens, well, that's a reasonable fear because that's your livelihood, that's your business, and that's uh, what feeds your family. A fear of spiders, well, I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily productive, but it's certainly ingrained in you, and it shouldn't be diminished as something that's not a um, natural thing. I mean, it's certainly, I don't really see how having a, you know, terrible fear of spiders or heights can uh, be necessarily productive. But, yep, there's a but. But maybe that person that has that irrational fear of spiders comes up with a new type of luring system like a trap maybe they live in a place where it is reasonable to be afraid of spiders because they can kill you or something and they come up with a really exceptional way to deter spiders from coming near you maybe it's something like the i don't know if that ultrasonic mouse thing actually works or bug thing where you you know have like ultrasonic frequencies that you play and you know it keeps the bugs and mice and rats away but maybe it's something like that. Maybe they just, they come up with an actual working thing that, you know, protects people from, like, specifically bad types of spiders. So maybe that fear is a productive thing. <clears throat> maybe the irrational fear of heights is a good thing. Maybe those are the kind of people that come up with the safety systems that prevent you from falling off a roof or... Maybe they're the kind of people that design, you know, really safe procedures for people that are flying or, you know, maybe they're, you know, people that do parachute jumping and stuff like that. So maybe that irrational fear is productive. So I guess uh, what it comes down to at the end of the day is we all have fear, but what do we do with it? How do we keep it productive? How do we focus on it as not an inhibitor, but a motivator? <clears throat> I mean, you cannot allow fear to completely shut you down. I mean, that's how some of the best innovations ever happened, is by plowing through those hurdles. You know, getting that patent, getting that product to market, risking everything for the reward. <clears throat> 
that's not to say that you know there's not a a risk. I mean, you may think you have the best product in the world, but at the end of the day, you bring it to market, and all bets are off. Nobody buys it. You just dropped all of your money from savings into this. You had enough money to survive for six months with your residuals. And at the end of that, you haven't made enough sales to get you out. So I suppose always having a backup plan is also part of that fear. And that's what keeps you moving forward. You can't let fear rule you. You have to rule your fear. So the adage of when you fall off a horse, get back on. Well, that's true. You know, just because you failed doing something one time doesn't mean you're going to fail in the future. It may take you a while to be able to do something a second time, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. Maybe you could take that failed idea, failed? I don't know what I just said, but you could take that failed idea and with a little bit of tweaking, you find a way to make it look better or to make it work better. Maybe it's your packaging design. Maybe it's your approach to the market. Maybe it's any number of things. Maybe you just didn't consider that for whatever reason, people don't like to see this particular product in a bag. They like to see it in a box. But maybe that's what's preventing sales. Maybe it's all cosmetic and the product is great, but you just haven't marketed it properly. And people are like, well, this looks like it's you know chintzy or cheesy or crappy maybe you don't have enough information about the product out there so you got to get more active on social media or you know develop that website and get that website to really pop maybe you need to find a way to get people engaged with your product so maybe you need to come up with an app or something that you know kind of encourages people to be engaged with your product so maybe it's like a you know like a fitness tracker or something like that and that fitness tracker really needs something to kind of shine above the rest so maybe it does something specific that other fitness trackers doesn't do i mean i don't know specifically i mean i've got a little stair stepper watch so it tells me it's like oh yeah you did so many miles and you burned so many calories and here's your heart rate well Maybe there's something else. Maybe you can make a game out of it. Maybe there's an app that by doing these activities, that game is doing something. You know, maybe you pair it with a different, maybe that it's not a standalone unit. Maybe it requires another product to work with. Maybe you need to do a little bit of research to find out, hey, what does this product pair with the best? So anyway, it's all fear. There's just... Fear is a normal part of your life. And if you don't have fear, then you... Well, that would be terrifying, I think. Because I think fear doesn't just protect you. It doesn't just protect your family. It also protects those around you. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's my take on fear. Um, I don't really have much more to add to that. I think we could probably continue talking about fear for a while longer but i think i'm just going to cut it off and say you know what you guys own your fear and get through it you can do this there's support everywhere around you find like-minded people people like you or people that are opposite of you that you can work together with to actually figure out how to get through your fear rather than letting it rule you because you are an important person You're able to do this, and you can do this. And we will see you on the next episode.
Thanks for tuning in with the various media. I'm Clyde.